0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, and our of Nissen, it's Mordechai Weinberger, Weinberger, L- licensed clinical social worker, and our special of Nissen, to call in to ask your question or comment about anything in the mental health field. We just want it to be appropriate for all family members, and no questions regarding parenting under the age of eight, nine-year-old kids. The... Number to call on 683 seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight that's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight and we've got Mrs R on the ear Mrs R with Mordechai and Aravnisim.
1: Hi, good evening. Thank you, Rabbi Weinberger, for taking the call.
0: My pleasure and my honor.
1: Okay, first of all, I want to compliment you on your new book, which is amazing. I'm in the middle of reading, and to Thank quote you. my fourteen-year-old daughter, who's reading it. She texts me from her bedroom one night. She says, "Ma, this." The book is amazing. It's better than any novel. I can read it over
0: and over. Well, I want to tell you, it's interesting. Someone called me up, uh, Eric Shabbos and tells me, you wouldn't believe it. Your book is in third printing already. I wasn't mm. told about it, so I just found that information. They said, no, it's not yet, but we're almost there. Like, people are really, um, just this is just by word of mouth now. People are just saying it's amazing. They're reading it. They're recommending it to people. And I want to thank everyone for doing that, and thank you for that information. And it's interesting I wrote it for adults, how we can be successful and focus in life, and mm-hmm. just the basic main principles that sometimes we can make mistakes and not realize. It ended up being a bestseller that I was told in Torah and Masora, they're selling it for teachers and for teenagers, that it's, it's unbelievable what teenagers are getting for it. So it was written with teenager-friendly in mind, and it looks like it's taking off in that area, and it, it's beautiful. I find it a major schuss to be able to have teenagers get these concepts, get these universal concepts at such a young right. age. And it's just one of those extra bonuses when HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends a gift.
1: Right, especially the part with the peer pressure thing, and it's a lot of things there that I wish I, I would be able to explain to her and express it, but when she reads it from a, in a book and a professional or somebody out there, it's, it's amazing that they have these insights
0: now. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that comment.
1: Okay, so I'm calling about my 10-year-old son, and I feel like I need to get him some help, and I'm not sure what kind of help, because I really don't know, cannot figure him out. I'm not sure what his issue really is. Sure. Um, he's a really brilliant, doing very well in school, amazing. He's a bookworm, no issues with friends, uh, everything's fine on the outside. Um, but he has, he cannot express himself. Mm-hmm. He cannot... Connect emotionally with Word like you can't sit And have a conversation with him uh, Anything about anything personal To him He gets um, Irritated very fast Like if you you ask him It looks like something Is bothering you Like that in itself Is going to trigger For him to Just have an outburst And start crying And Without him even Ever ending up Explaining himself Like why What you said was wrong Or why What it triggered Or what bothered him And I just feel like he's suffering, and it, he needs to learn some skills right now, how to communicate, how to connect, how to speak. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, so let, let's, let's go just two, three ideas, and we'll take them. We'll, we can work them out from there and, and, like, some of the solutions along those lines. First of all, to understand that it could just be your son is completely healthy, Everything is okay, and emotions is not something that is discussed much, and he just needs a little training. He needs to be taught how to do training in emotions, which means they've got some great books now. In the, yeah. If you go to, let's say, those teacher stores, uh, whichever to should be, like where they have equipment, or sometimes they have these um, catalogs for teachers, and you could just speak to any teacher or any school. Where do they have them? And they've got over there, like, books, How to Discuss Emotions. If you've got access to online, you can just Google different emotions, just different pictures. They have sometimes like a page, a page you could just download of 30 different emotions and just discussing smiling. They've got cards which you can use, and you sort of make up the story. What's happening? And there's a frown. Why is the kid frowning? But let's just take it one step at a time. There's first is that appropriate concept. for a 10-year-old, that kind of exercise? Um, I'll tell you, that's exactly what they do. In speech and what they do in special education, mm-hmm. they have you recognize it. They have you learn it, and they sort of do. There are different things that they look for. They look for first: does the, does your child, does your son have the words for different emotions? Many people just have like four or five emotions: happy, sad, angry. Oh, sorry, happy and maybe even just happy, happy, calm, and sad and angry. Mm-hmm. Those are that's it. We want to build the language. When you start building more words, now they can start using more words to their situation. Does that make sense?
1: I hear you, yeah. Um, no. Even, even if he would be reading like a ton and he would be so lingual in, in like vocabulary is
0: amazing. Yeah, because so. it's not attached to him. Uh-huh, Let uh-huh. me give you an example. How many of our children, right, we speak English, well, let's say you speak Yiddish. We learn the Chumash, and we could in in from Lush and Kiddish into English or into Yiddish. But what happens when I'm going to ask now any of these 10, 11, 12-year-old boys to go ahead and speak a fluent Lush and Kiddush, How easy are they going to be able to do that? Probably not. Nothing at all. Why not? But they could taich They take out a Chumash, they could taich because it's the way we are trained is, what ha- is how the brain will will respond. That means your son might be able to read all the emotions out there to others, but when it comes to him to interpret his emotions and then to be able to articulate it about what he is feeling, there could be a complete blank and distortion to that. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what they do. So I want you to know licensed so we're going to go a little to the solutions. Licensed speech therapists have each of these cards licensed Master, um special education professionals have these cards or have these tools? Because this is what they do. You also want to see sometimes a recall process. Your son might have just a difficulty recalling time. It's interesting because I was just all this information I actually just got from a speech therapist. I was discussing with him on the bus coming in, and we were just discussing. Well, I was asking him what are some of the tools that you have, and I was surprised. Don't say surprised, but how much of this that I thought is special education? He's telling me it's all speech. He was explaining to me how he had a boy that he was working with and just an order of sequencing that was difficult. So, this is a kid. They asked him, like, the mother asked him, What happens in school? And also, like, his mind goes blank. And the reason why his mind goes blank, he says, There's like a card. They're like, they have like six cards or seven cards, depending on the age. For younger kids, they do three cards. And there's like a picture of a person walking a the dog, then the person going into the store with the dog outside, and the person's giving food to a dog, and like, normally, so you can see a sequence, this picture, this card comes one, this one comes two, this one comes three, this one comes four, and it's interesting how just kids, we think it's so simple, their brain just didn't, just doesn't put things in a sequence, in an order, and he says in about three or four sessions, with just training the brain, this is it, now, just do it, once the brain gets it, snap, they got it, and Mm-hmm. That is something we want to realize, that there's a lot of classical, simple bits of information. that The kid could be brilliant, but just missing one or two tools that will now make it very difficult for them to answer certain questions. Which means right. what we start doing is we start first teaching kids emotions. This is happy, this is sad, and they've got lots of good books now, which they start having. Um, I, I you could see it in, in the Judaica stores about different kids with different emotions. I'm sad, I'm angry. I'm frustrated, I went to school, and this isn't going well. The the Jewish world has really opened up a tremendous amount in the needs that we have. So let's just review in short what the recommendations are for your son. Number one,
2: mm-hmm. and this
0: is all along that same concept, does he have the articulation to the words that mm-hmm. he's saying, that he needs, which means what is the emotion, happy, sad, tense? Number two, do we practice with him? Do you practice with him? Teaching him actually how to recant something of the day, like the process, means you might start with him. This morning, after this morning I got up, I first prepared the breakfast or the lunch for the kids. Then I made sure everyone's clothing should be ready. We signed homework. Your kids went out, then I went to the store. You start recanting your day, and now you start practicing it with him. How was your day today? You got to yeshiva. What did you do first? Did you you have a break? Did you play with anyone? You start practicing with him to repeat what happened in the day. If it's too hard in the day, you might start with when he comes home. What did you do when you came home? Let's just review it. You came home, I had supper ready for you, or you first went to play outside, or you first did your homework. What did you do second? What did you do third? Once we start knowing that he can recall the processes, and again, Mm -hmm. all this starts with you leading. Now, what I'm saying, all this, just to be aware, that if you feel it's an issue, you can just take someone privately for a master's, someone that has a master's in this or someone that's, that has experience in special ed or, again, in speech. Mm-hmm. And, and we in a couple sessions, it works out. Then, as well, to go do the same thing with emotions. And you'll tell him very clearly the reason why we're doing this, and it might look a little babyish, but this is what we do at all ages. Means if there's something that is deficient, if someone is 50 years old and they break their leg, and after the cast, they need now occupational therapy. That's what they do. So it's not about age. It's not that, you're, not that there's a problem with you. We just want to be able to get an emotion out besides crying. Crying is an emotion, but crying is usually a sign when there's a lot of pain. Does mm-hmm. so that so make sense? Makes, so does it make
1: sense that he would uh, get frustrated and not speak, even, even if it's not an
0: intense emotion, even if it's a least. Yes, tough. that is why you had me go down this line more and why I'm spending all this time on this line before I'm going to go to step two. The point in line one of this Ka'v, this Mahaluk, is because our the frustration that you said. When a kid has a little emotion that they want to give out, or even an adult, but they don't can't get it out, and mm-hmm. there's so much that they want to get out, this little bit will be a major trigger that will trigger all over. I understand. And therefore this little bit is so many years of frustration or difficulties that frustrate, or even a happy thing that they'd like to share with you. So therefore the cry and therefore the intense frustration. Now let's Mm -hmm. take it the other way as well. Uh, Not the other way. Now let's just take a separate way to go. And there's the one other thing to be concerned about is sometimes when boys do not share any emotions, they might have gone through a trauma at a difficult age or at a difficult time. And when that happens, they shut down their ability to talk. So just as an example, I've recently worked on someone where it's just a simple thing. But someone took away their homework and said, If you dare say... I'm going to kill you. Just something like that. But this kid was afraid of the older kid. Just simple bullying. But the kid was afraid to ever open up his mouth. Now that had uh, an effect that was going to others. Will most kids have that fear? No. But many times, if a kid would get a fear, it will affect them in other places. The concept that they have a secret that they can't share something can then create a blockage in other places of speaking. Where right. Even, the
1: even case, though with his friends or in school or whatever, he would have no problem
0: socializing. Yes, because emotions. Be. Let's not confuse the two. I uh-huh. get that sometimes some parents might work with kids. go, But my, my son has friends. They have technical friends. Friends of, are we going to play, are we not going to play, what are we learning? But right. the minute so it comes to how the, I am the, feeling, which is needed for emotions to clear out the emotions, which is needed in marriage, which is needed in parents, Right. So in the yeshiva system, if you're a boy, you could still get away with till you're married without having much emotions.
3: Mm-hmm. If
0: you sit by the gemara, you do your job, you can talk to friends, to, you know, the technical conversations, you got the Kharusa, you'll still survive, you will be successful. However, the not emotions... In the family not life. Have, what? That's, that's right. And, and that's, that's, that's what you're seeing, and that's and what everything. we want to pull it through. And that's mm-hmm. what we want you to be able to change and help now.
1: So the fact that, let's say, he wouldn't protest when I tell him to do something or how I want something, he wouldn't, um, like a typical child, would say, no, I'd rather go to this camp than the other one. None of my friends are going there. He wouldn't say anything. He would just burst out crying. Does that make, is that part of the whole yeah, thing? Yes,
0: that's the issue that, yes, this makes mm-hmm. sense for that. It could make sense. It could be other stuff, but you start there. You start with either you teaching him emotions, you getting him expressing, you sharing your expression, your stuff. Right. It's basically the skills he needs to to learn to speak. That's right. But if you see he's fighting or crying with you, realize you're the mother, you might be too connected or too attached, just get a specialist in this, and it's simple to work on. It's not not that complicated. Mm -hmm. And while I said those two, it's interesting. I mentioned speech therapist and special education, but a licensed social worker as well. People that work right. with kids, they have santrate therapy, various modalities in therapy, drawing arts cbt there's a lot of therapy that you can also do, which has the same cards it's funny that I mentioned those, and that's the social work and social workers
1: Okay, yeah, so assuming he'll be receptive to it, then it's fine, but otherwise I should just somehow have to push him it. Into the specialist,
0: it, right? yeah, in a couple of sessions they do it this is what they do all day, mm-hmm. and i 'm not even a, and I'm not even such an expert in child therapy. It means I have the knowledge and I have the information I could work with them. But there are those that do that all day, and they got all the toys and all the games and all the cards and all the processes to work on.
1: I got you. Excellent. Okay, I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Let's see how it goes. Well,
0: you're cool. Sure, I appreciate that. Thank we you. are going go awesome. to go to Miss C. Miss C, on with Mordechai and Herav Hello? Yes.
4: Hi. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank you for your hotline. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I wanted to tell you that I listened to the program on how to make friends. Yes. I have a lot of friends, but um, just like thought, it was like very interesting to listen to. I have a friend that I would probably call her my closest friend, but like really inside, like it looks like it, and like I don't have anyone really closer, but I don't, what do I do if I don't believe in her Mahal like everything. I don't believe in anything because she does. I don't believe in her Rachnius, I don't, She's she's a good stable girl, but I just feel like she would let say like lie to like a, a in like a geisha store, and I feel like how could you lie in a geisha store? Like I don't believe in her. Like I just don't. And it said in the program, you have to like look at someone you believe in, and you know that's it's gonna be someone that you want to be friends with. But I am friends with her, and I just don't believe in her.
0: All right, so let me help you out over here. First of all, for those of you listening in the phone line that we've got seven one eight. 298-2011. We have in section one. I've got sixty three Shioram programs, where it's information and hala and gemaras mukayras to the concepts. And the program that you're talking about is how to make friends, and then how to make a best friend is number eighteen and number nineteen in that section one. Right. So right, I know you know it, and I know it because I got it in front mm-hmm. of me. But many people listening are going, "Wow, I could use that program. How do I get it? Or how do I listen to it? How do I how do I get my kids to listen to it?" So let's go take the concept, and I'll take it to the teenage way, how you've taken that concept. So let's understand, when I say to have someone that you believe in, that's a friend that you're comfortable with, a friend that you enjoy being with. Now notice the words that you said, I don't believe in anything she does. I don't believe in her whole entire mahalach Let's recognize something. Do you think a from girl will do every single thing wrong?
4: No, no, actually, I I was very extreme. I believe in a that's lot of things she does. That's
0: my point over here. But on, I, let's say I can
4: imagine a, a different person that I believe much more in. But I just, I'm not, I would like, want to be her, like, you know.
0: Now, let's take a step back. What happens if you could enjoy people and let them make mistakes as well? Take the whole picture the good and the bad. We're all going to have us Now, I'm not talking about chasrain taking a girl. That's off the derech that might have a terrible bar on you. And even that, let's let the rabbinim and the teachers recommend if you could or can't and how much, but, and I'm not going along, it's completely off the derech not, but let's just get this concept that we're allowed to be complete people. Harav Nishnah, I'd love to hear what you say about this. Because uh,
2: I, I, would yeah. love, I would love to uh, answer, but uh, the truth that I'm so busy here, and um, you know, definitely when we are together, we have a little bit more of the, uh, anyway, I want to say something differently. First of all, yeah. it's Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan, yeah. and I would uh, recommend to all of us to read the Ashlach Kadosh for all our children. Yeah. And it will be Rosh Chodesh Tov, to Kol So I'm really oh, sorry that I, I, I was uh, basically uh, getting permission from some parents that the kids want to talk. Oh,
0: so. okay, thank you. Okay, okay good. So we'll, we'll just continue with that system. How would you feel if, let's say, your friend, remember, she's also a teenager, and she was lying to a Goyesha person, to a Goyesha store. What would happen if instead of saying she's so bad and I don't want to deal with her, but she's got other Midas Tovas and everything is great, what would happen if you could tell her and you could now have a good Hashba on her saying, you know something? As being a friend of mine, it really bothers me that you lie. Even though you might find some reason to it. We're not going into logically yes, no, but I don't like when people lie how about we try working on the truth
4: right so that's one thing but then when it gets involved with me it's, it's worse because let's say I'll, I'll be upset when she, she speaks us and her about like other girls that she's good with like, and she's friends with I feel like okay she's also speaking about me if anything I do that she doesn't like think is whatever she'll speak about me and I feel like uh, I don't feel safe you know like besides that it's also sure, it why are
0: you close to her let's try let's go backwards why are you close to her
4: Why? Because I just am, I don't know
0: No, let's look at What are her positives? What are her strengths? She's got personality Yeah,
4: when I think into it I think like the only thing she's got is personality
0: Good, And and what How long do you know her? Like two years Do you feel So besides her personality, what else does she have? Does she do well in school? Yeah Does she study? Yeah yeah, oh, so all she has this personality to that. Do you see that she knows how to make people laugh? Yeah. Is she a lot of fun?
4: Yeah, but I, I think, like, if I, I want my best friend to be, like,
0: deep, whatever. Notice, notice deep, the she... big perfectionist things. You need this and that. Well, do you, so you're expecting one person to fulfill everything. Right. Now, how about, could you divide that one person to fulfill everything to four people? How much easier would it be for you to have friends now? This one I can have the deep conversations with, this one I can have. Right,
4: I I do I have each one with different but I always think like you need to have one person that's everything.
0: Don't change that thought. That thought is not accurate. You don't need it doesn't exist one person in anything. And when you get married and you'll find your right Bashart, you'll realize that you don't even have that in marriage. You're not supposed to have it in marriage. And not a husband and a wife cannot fulfill every single need of the other one. Impossible. When we create that, we create that high perfectionist role. There's meant to be connectedness. We're meant to understand each other, to be able to build up a house together, to have the children together. That's what's the point in the marriage. But you will find, for those that will be honest with you, to tell you that you're not going to get everything in that one spouse. So if you're not going to get into marriage, which is your basherat, and you're going to build a life together until 120 together, let's not put that pressure on a best friend. When best friends we can transfer How would you feel if you can let go of that pressure?
4: I would feel that, yes
0: Yeah, now how can you let go And allow teenagers To sometimes lie, to sometimes make mistakes But not to Permit it, not to say she's good girl You could say, no, she needs to work on these things And you can tell her You know, I'm not going to go into a store with you Because sometimes you lie, but I'll wait outside And she'll get the idea Remember, she and you are teenagers There are people there in the 30s and 40s That are, are still telling us they're going to grow. I know I grew a lot in the last year in certain meters that I, I was able to perfect better. I was able to improve, I should say. How would you feel if you can allow yourself and your friends to grow, to discuss what we need to grow?
4: Right, yeah, I would feel good. Or uh, let's say I hear, like, screaming at her mother or whatever. Like, I want to like, telling her, like, let's both work on, like, not, uh, like, be, like being very, so, uh, like.
0: Let's let's, he, let's slow it down. How about you can see that maybe she's working on it. Discuss it with her. Tell you know, this bothers me. Instead of trying to, I'll change and you change. Instead of trying to change her, what happens if you just speak? What happens if you just discuss it with her? You? you know, this bothers me. hmm I have a good friend. I like when you can get along. That's simple. Okay, thanks so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. We're gonna go to Mrs. R. Mrs. R, you're on. Hi, and of Nissen. Hello. Yes, Mrs. R.
5: Hi. Um, I'm co- I'm going to 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 leave a comment. Please. Go um. Ahead. Um, I don't know, you I don't know if you remember but I called in um about uh, ten months to a year ago. Um, said that I have a, a special needs child and that yes, I, was I do we're something to
0: do self care to me, take some time for yourself that you were falling yeah. apart and there was a reason why you couldn't go anywhere. Sure.
5: And you also told me uh, that I should go um and uh, for like for help to get some tips on how to deal with ev- everyday stress? Yes. So I'm ashamed to say, but it took me till now. But uh, two weeks ago I started to go. And the social worker asked me, why did you come to me? So I said, I was, uh, I was contemplating a long time of going, and also I asked a question of Mordecai Weinberger, and as I'm saying that, she started smiling, and she just told me, in this same week, three people told, told me, when I asked them why they came to me, they answered me because of Mordecai Weinberger.
0: Oh, wow.
5: So I, so I just wanted to tell you, you should know how much you doing for the Kaisel, and you're really um, impacting people, helping people change their lives, and really, um, you're a kiss.
0: Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hold on a second, since we got you on. And if you went two weeks ago to the therapist, what did you feel you got from the therapist? Um,
5: so, uh, truthfully, um, I... I want to ask you also a question about, about a mother and daughter relationship. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Let's do that. After that compliment, so, of course.
5: So we, so we started working on, on, on the relationship with my mother first. Yeah. We didn't go about the, my session with child. We went sure. to the, that part
0: first, working on that part first. Yes. Yeah. Well, did you want to ask something? About what? Oh, you just told me that that's what you started working on. Yeah. Yes, yes, very much so. Let me run it by you. Do you have an idea why a therapist would work on a mother-daughter relationship instead of working on a special needs child? Um, just a guess. You don't have to know. Yeah.
5: I guess it's it, the... the what you go through in in childhood and afterwards um, um, makes a difference in how you relate to your kids?
0: That's definitely one part of it. And that therapy is called a psychodynamic theory, which is one of the first theories out there. And that is the relationship that you have to your parents is many times the relationships that you will have to authority figures and to other people. And many times the relationship that our parents have in their marriage is the relationship that we will have in our marriage, while we might be great with friends, but in the family situation, we will be repeating cycles. So therefore, that is one step of the theory. One of the reasons. Another reason why many times we work on parent-child relationship over the current issue that's going on is because the, many times the real triggers are going on as our parents or what's expected of us, and we're not able to give ourselves the break and how to deal with our situation because we're still in that previous relationship. means as we get married, on a healthy level, we're supposed to be disconnecting more and more from our parents and not yeah. disconnecting chasashom we're disconnecting from them. But I should say we use less that relationship and we connect more to our spouses and to our children. In many families, especially in bigger families, where we need help of our siblings, of our brothers and sisters to help out with children, we need help of our parents that are taking the kids or they're making us suppers and meals, then many times this connection didn't get less. In fact, it gets stronger, but we weren't able to connect to our husbands or wives and to our children. So what happens is, when we need to start taking care of our family structure, but we can't because we're stuck in the previous relationship and we didn't balance it out. So many times, therapists, we first have to recognize, okay, there is room for your parents, there's room for your siblings, there's room for your cousins, but there has to be room for your husband or for your wife and for your children. Mm. And depending on what other issues, I don't want to ask what's going on in your life, but I just want you to understand the theories why when you go to a therapist for an evaluation, many times I will discuss with the clients why I am choosing or why I think we should head down this process over any different area. Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I. I think I, I will, ask, really will ask. Will
5: ask a question. Say that again. I think I will ask a question.
0: Go ahead. Ask the question. Then we're going to go to some of the next callers. Um.
5: Got. I. So um. So I, said I had a a child. So I. I always feel like very guilty that if. Like, you know, some people, they go all around the world and try out this and that, and all types of therapies and everything. And I always, like, feel like maybe I should have also. But from one side, I know that I don't have the financial uh, means to do it. And I can't think of it as crazy because I have other kids also. But from the other side, I always feel so guilty that maybe I should have, could have. Done this and that, when I hear other people doing all types of things. I feel like maybe I should have also. Maybe I'm not doing enough I'm a child.
0: Yes. So what I would like so what I would like to tell you is as follows. Your issue, your inner guilt is something that is extremely human. It is extremely normal to have that doubt. And what do I mean? Who has that doubt? Only one type of a person. And that person is cold. A leader. And why do I see a leader? A leader means that you're in the position of an authority and you don't know what is the right system to take. Means if you're going to take care of your family but you're not going to take your special needs child to other you know, to other places, then you might be feel you'll feel guilty of not taking care of your special needs child. Maybe you could have done more. You're taking care of your special needs child, and then you're not taking care of the other children, and they're going to be neglected, then you're going to be feeling that, that guilt. You'll be taking care, it also depends what number child a special needs child is. If it's the first one, or second, or even third, you're able to put a lot more effort and energy into doing it. If it's the sixth or seventh child, it's a lot harder. So for you to recognize that making choices in a leadership position will mean that when you pick a is you, the only one that feels that guilt usually is you, the leader, that you could have taken B. If you choose B, you will feel guilty. You are the only one who will feel guilty why you didn't pick A and why you didn't pick C. And that is one of the main steps that we have that we focus on, how to be comfortable in making mistakes and making choices. So in the book that came out, that we just came out with a live, a 10-step, 10-step guide to a vibrant life, chapter 2 is right after building the self-esteem, Chapter 2 is how to allow yourself the freedom to make mistakes versus perfectionists. And I explained it over there in the chapter that every leader, everyone is a leader, whether we're a parent, whether we're even a, a student in class. But to our friends, we are a leader. We've got to learn how to allow ourselves to make mistakes. And whenever you're going to allow yourself to make mistakes, they will be around that guilt that will eat us up. I should have done this, I should have done that, especially after the fact. Once things are stable, you're going to go, oh, had I done something else, it would have even been more successful. That is normal leadership guilt that as you recognize and as you learn to master it, no, I need to make a decision based on now. They're bunch to put me into the now, into the here, and no one knows the future besides for you, Sadiqim and even those Sadiqim, the shalom, always takes away their knowledge of the future to themselves. So no one can ever see their own future I know that that means we need to make decisions based on the here and now and we will make mistakes in our decisions, but that's how we learn and that's how we get to be at ease. Thank you for your question, Rabbanish Shalom shall send you special needs child a Rafua Shalema. We are going to our... Who should we go to next? We've got a... mayor. Mayor, you're on with Mordechai. Yes, hello? Yeah, hi, how are you? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. Thank you for holding. Yes, okay. Um, I have two
3: questions. One is a short one. One might be a little longer. The quick one is, you always... um, You say a lot of times that to build your self-esteem, one of the good things to do is you should write down a list of your positives. Yeah. question is, does that also apply to kids or only adults? Well, do you want your kids to have a self-esteem?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's the same way I had a both self-esteem with, the, with the adults, same way as with do with kids. Sure. Let me share with you, I'll share with you even a moment, uh, the concept that we're going to be discussing, Merit HaShem, I plan on doing in the near future, an anxiety workshop. I'll share with you one of the main concepts that we're going to be having there. And it's it's a famous... Um, concept that's been going around I heard it differently and I like it more the way I've heard of it so I like explaining it this way imagine self-esteem is a bank account if you have a hundred dollars in your bank account and then you need you have a difficult time someone yells at you you make a mistake and you take out five dollars you still have ninety five dollars in there or you have another bump and you take out another five so you have ninety dollars but you answered a question, you get five points for that. A kid said, hey, Yankee, how are you doing? It's so good to see you today. Another $5. So every positive word is a positive. Every negative word deducts points. The bigger the negative or the bigger the positive, the more points you get. That is self-esteem. That's self-confidence. When you start hearing more about how good you are, you're adding on coins to your money, dollars to your bank account. You hear how bad you are, you're taking off. What happens if a kid wakes up in the morning, he starts hearing, you lazy bum, you missed the bus, you are your clothing, wearing yesterday's shirt, and then make supper or, or breakfast, and then the cereal spills. Or the other kid took the thing and now there's nothing left. They're starting with such negativity in the bank account. Even when you give them a good word, you know you're a good, good, you know. So now the, imagine that bank account is minus $50. And that 2 minutes, Yankee, you're such a good boy. Good, so you just put in $5. So it's now negative 45. And you know something, Aki? I think you're special. But meanwhile, the father came home, was busy yelling, and then right away it went down to negative 80. Now this kid's got to go to school. This kid's got to function. Self-esteem is telling any child, if you have a six-month-old baby, you will see when you talk to them with a smile, oh, you're so cute. They don't understand a word that you're speaking with. You see that smile on their face. You're shouting. You see the crying on their face. Emotions are clear. So let's not recognize we have to write down 40 points for a 3-year-old kid. You just want to be repeating over and over, look how good you are. You know the olive base. Look how well you got dressed. Look at that smile on your face. You're so clean. Wow, you colored so beautiful. Yes, that works for a 3-year-old. And try telling a 3-year-old, don't try. But imagine you tell them, you're so ugly. You're such a schluck. That's ugly what you colored. What do you think, and how do you think that kid will act?
3: Nothing, really. I mean, really.
0: They will be acting up, actually. They will be they will be wild. They will be fighting. We'll be seeing behavioral issues with them.
3: <clears throat> okay. So you're saying it works even for a child,
0: too. Let, 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 let I think it is essential to start. The earlier you start, the more you will see, the easier it is to then continue building on that. Yes.
3: Okay. Now, the second question I have for you is, which, um, I don't think I don't think um to spoke about it on here since it came on um it's um basically, I was hired to to be a mentor for someone and to try to motivate him to start learning and to enjoy learning and to enjoy you know feel excited about it, good about himself um so basically, I made this whole program like you get uh, like reach a certain amount of points and you get a big prize, and you know like you get a good market test, the higher the mark you get. More points you get, and every day you're taking tomorrow over to me. Get points. A program like that, and basically, so the first few weeks, you know, I mean, he did it very well, and he hundred on his test, and he felt very good about himself. His social worker, which is working with him, which I met him a few times, told me that she doesn't think that she make the program. I mean, Tulay and I did it, but she she would have told me that I should have not done it because because a program makes, they, they they should only do it for the prize. And after um after you get the prize after reaches the goal, he'll he'll start not doing this he will get back to negative behavior um what is your opinion on that is is that true because i don't i mean i I think he's doing very well and he's you know i he's I getting more excited about himself and he's behaving better at home and I, I see a big difference, but she told me that's now you know that program doesn't work for these people, and I shouldn't even try it. I mean it's too I did it already, but in the future so the next time he shouldn't make a program because that way they' doing it for, for the pro, for the toy not for themselves what is your uh opinion about this
0: so happens to be that I've just finished doing a parenting workshop and in that parenting workshop I discussed the concept of how to do a how to do charts and what I explain over there is that charts can is such a powerful successful system but yet most parents and most people that utilize it either it doesn't work or it ends up being harmful and I go into the reasons why it's harmful and why many times they work just on the chart, on the prize, and not on them growing. So, the concept that the therapist wants to bring out is don't teach people or kids to just work for the prize. We want them also to learn to be self motivated, or part of it will be a self motivating system. And that social worker is right on that point. On the other hand, children and adults, which means including me and you, When I have a goal, I and I see the target, and I also see the reward. I am going to put in an extra effort, and to want to do that. So, what's needed is really the balance between both sides. However, not having a goal or not having a focus is something that definitely holds us back. Look at what we see: this whole universal um, turnover in the in the From world with Dirshu, where Yungalite people, or even in Kyllo are taking tests, and there are different levels of tests. If you're someone that's only learning an hour a day, or someone's doing four hours a day, but there's now a goal, and you see those test centers, they have pictures of hundreds of people in test centers, why are they doing it? They're doing it because there is a goal, so definitely goals work. However, you want to make sure that it's not setting them up for failure or it's done on the right amount or it's not just for that level. You know, it's not just the behavioral component as well. Does that make sense? So the answer is both of you are right. So how do I how do I um like how do I know if it's going the right direction? And how, how do I make it too advanced? That's already too advanced for this phone call. <laughs> this uh-huh. is just for the awareness to get the idea to actually train you how to do it. I spent about forty minutes on the charts. How to run the chart the healthy way the unhealthy process and all that. It's if I remind him about the toy every day, is that a, is that a bad thing to do? Because that? that way, just pushing the toy or like what happens make the... if he's not doing it? What do you do if he doesn't do it? He doesn't do, you do you what? Well. Give him the toy anyhow? No, of course not. No. What happens when he cries?
3: I don't care. No, he has to do something to get it. He knows that, and you know, he, I mean, so far the past week he's doing very well. You know, I mean, before before I started learning with him. He's getting like like
0: forty threes on the test. Now, yeah, he's getting 106 the best marks in the test. And I would say proof well, is in the pudding, and I would discuss it with the therapist. I would also ask the social worker how many years experience does she have
3: or he has. Well, I mean, she's very popular in this in town, and she's known for very good. But the only thing is that she her. only then met discuss,
0: him. Okay, then discuss it with her, why she thinks that way. I'm a big believer that if she's a good therapist, then she'll be able to explain herself, and she might be able to then guide you how to do it the right way. But I believe that if you've got a boy learning from getting 40s on test to 103, that's amazing. And I would definitely work it out with her, how, what, where, and when for it to work out, Merit Hashem. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Sure. Thank you. Um, Rav Nissen, who do we have on the line? Yitzchak. Yitzchak. You're on with Mordechai, and the number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718 683 Five eight five eight. I see some of the mes- messages that you sent me. <coughs> what do you recommend? Do we take a text? Do we? Uh,
2: it's already online, so we'll take a uh, text after this. Okay. Sure.
0: sure. So then we'll take Yitzchak, and then we will take. We will tell you which one of those messages you would like me to address. All right, Yitzchak, you're on with Mordechai.
2: Yeah. Hello.
0: Ooh. Hello.
2: Hello. Um, I wanna I wanna ask a question. If if and there's someone I have a fight with a kid of the class, and yeah. he he feels like he's he's running out of, of of stuff what to say. So he starts so he starts and and telling me personal things. And you're this. You're you're an and and sometimes he says stuff that it hurts a little. So. Mhm. So what should I do?:
0: So you have a friend that he tells you things and it bothers you?:
2: No, sometimes I just have a little fight with him, and he starts and he starts um, um, he starts saying normal stuff, but then he, he runs out what to face, and then he starts um hurt um, hurting me instantly.
0: Could you give me more of a story what happened? Where did you meet him? What were you talking? Did he have something that you wanted? I need some more information. I need some more background. A, he
2: has, uh, he has um, um, lace shoes. Is it uh, someone in your shoes, class? Is it someone
0: in your block? Is it someone in you... It's someone in my class. Okay, good.
2: So he has, he has lace shoes. And a lot of times kids like untying it. So
0: he has what? What does he have?
2: Laces shoes.
0: Lace shoes, yes.
2: Yeah, so kids were like am it. So and we were out in the yard and and uh, he was holding me up, tying it and then afterwards the kid started bending down and started opening it and he didn't and he then he he picks his head up and he starts kicking me and then and then I started telling him it wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. So then he felt like doesn't know what to answer. So then he started embarrassing me.
0: So this happened only once?
2: No, a few times already.
0: So there's a few times that other kids open up his shoelaces and then he kicks you? Yeah. And do other kids also tease you? What? Do other kids do these things to you also, not just him, where where they pick on you? Not really. So this is the only kid that does that? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if you would ask the Rebbe to just, or if you would speak to this boy, not at that time, at your break. And if at yeah. the break, if you could tell him, not during it happened, tell him, let's say his name is Chaim. Chaim, why are you kicking me? I'm telling you I don't open it up. And you don't, I promise you I will not open up your shoelaces. It's not me. Could you please not, can you please not kick me? What do you think he will say? Not Bashas Meisem, not during.
2: I don't know, maybe he would say he would stop, but I asked him a few Ah. times, and he didn't stop.
0: Well, did you speak to him ahead of time, not during the time? Yeah. And what happened when you spoke to him during those times? What did you tell him?
2: I told him it it wasn't me, and he shouldn't kick me.
0: And what did he say?
2: Sometimes he'd go with me and leave me alone. Or sometimes you're okay, I'll not not kick you, but it still happens.
0: You sit next to this boy? Why is it that this boy is kicking you? Do you sit next to him? Are you on the floor when the other guy pulls it? No, I was bending down and he thought it was me. So you bend down next to his shoe also?
2: I bent down to take something, and he thought it was me, so he started kicking me.
0: And this happens three, four times when other kids bend down to to, to oh, untie um, his shoe. You're bending down to pick something up at those same times.
2: Yeah, but sometimes it happens. It happens with other kids. Kids also get. Other kids also get kicked from him.
0: Ah, so let me ask you a question. If you know other kids, right? You could see other kids are going to untie his shoe. Right. Why are you bending down at that time? Just. Oh, let me understand I don't know,
2: sometimes my pen falls down, I don't know.
0: So if your pen falls down, and you see kids are untying his shoe, what do you think would be a smart move? I
2: don't know, maybe I should not bend down them. That that's right. Wait a minute. If
0: we can start realizing that part of being an adult is that Shlomo says, Chacham HaRoyah who's a smart person, someone that's going to see what's going to happen when we do something. Sometimes it pays. If you see a kid who's going to untie his shoe and your pen fell down, or you want to get something from over there, just don't. Let, unfortunately, and I don't even think it's right for anyone to pick to to untie someone's shoe and to tease them, I believe the Rebbe should be informed, or the kid should be able to tell the Rebbe, and this should stop. It's not right teasing and bullying and tormenting anyone. It's not correct. But for you, because you're the one that's calling up, we want to start recognizing what can we do to avoid that? So, do you think that would help you? What would happen if you're aware that this kid, Nebuchadnezzar, is being teased by so many different kids? They're untying his shoe, and then different kids bend down. They go, well, are you kicking me? It wasn't me. So, Nebuch, this poor kid, whenever kids bend down, he's already seeing people want to start up with him. What would happen if you can realize you're just going to let him go?
2: Nobody really likes starting up with him because he's, he's a well, little bit big and he's strong.
0: But it happened already three, four times with you. Right. I got kids in class in different, you know, classes, and this doesn't happen often. You don't hear that kids are untying someone's shoe constantly the way you're saying it happened about three times with you already. Or sometimes his shoelaces are
2: open, and 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 somebody walks by, or I walk by, and he starts. And why, why you stepping on my shoelaces? And then he also starts kicking, and punching, yeah. and hurting.
0: So let's first focus on you. So this kid has some issues. Either kids pick on him or there are fights around him. What's your way that you can allow people to have their problems? Imagine you're driving a car and there's one guy that's driving crazy. Are you going to be busy standing next to that car or are you going to learn to just slow down, say pass, go in the front, and say I'll have a peaceful time?
2: And go further away from
0: him? That's right. That's the recommendation that I would have for you. Those that have problems, you could ask the Rebbe to change your seat to the other side of the class or to a couple of seats away. Keep your distance. We're not here to change the whole world. You don't need to pick him as your best friend. You don't have to be around someone like that. You're not avoiding him. You just are able to create healthy space, healthy boundaries. Okay? Thank you, Yitzhak. For calling in,
2: you look I just want to say, um, my mother told me I should maybe start reading the the live
0: book, so I I'm, I'm looking now at it. Looks interesting. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. We're gonna go take over here, just read one of the questions. It's a very interesting and unique question, and then we are gonna go back to some more of the questions. Hi, Mr. Okay. Weinberger. Thank you is insufficient for all that you do for the cloud. A couple of years ago, I was driving a carpool of workmates home. We got into an accident, and unfortunately, one f- one friend and workmate who was unbuckled sustained some injury, some serious injury. After recovering, she was back at work carpooling together again. I got notified she was suing my insurance. I absolutely understood her intent, unpaid medical bills, but I felt completely betrayed. Was it so difficult for it to make me aware of her plans? When I approached her, she seemed unaware that things proceeded and felt bad. It happened this way. Over those months, I called her to gain transparency, but was given no answers. Soon, her lawyer notified her that as the plaintiff, she may not be in contact with the defendant. When I met her one day and greeted her, she ignored me. It was unlawful to have contact with me. Baruch Hashem, after a few years, it got settled last spring. And we met in summer at a mutual family event. We gre- she greeted me war- extremely warmly with conversation, to which I replied pleasantly, as if no heart feelings existed. Do I still, do I still feel bad that she was hurt? Absolutely. I drove. I'm responsible, no matter who was at fault. But now that she is healthy and well, Baruch Hashem, and the settlement passed, how can I overcome those troubled, hurtful feelings? What do you suggest? And what I would say is that... To recognize that many times what happens to people are when, we're, when we need to ask someone for a favor, when we need to tell someone we're, dis- or we're disappointed in them, we don't know how to do it. Many people have that issue. And What I'd like you to recognize is she went ahead and she was suing you because that is the system that we can do. There are unpaid medical bills. Maybe there's a possibility to get that maybe it's maybe it's possible you know for for her to get money off the system and that's what she's doing now when this when the litigation process started she might feel so guilty she might feel so hurt that she's doing it she might not have even wanted to do it and maybe it's her husband doing that or maybe they need the money for whatever reason it should be but she might feel terrible it might be that she wasn't even ignoring your points. Maybe it was more her lawyer that told her. because she was feeling so guilty that they told her legally she shouldn't have any contact. But really, it might not have been in the situation. I don't know what the legal system is. Well, I want to explain to you is the emotional component. And when people feel guilty, it eats them up. It bothers them. And therefore, she didn't know how to connect to you. But once the settlement happened, once it processed, now she doesn't feel bad. And she's that friend that she was with you all along here's the change now but you got hurt your emotions are the ones that are triggered now and in order for you to work out your emotions you need to discuss it with her and tell her you know by you not telling me that you went ahead with the process and i found out from a lawyer i felt betrayed i felt hurt why couldn't you at least tell me i would understand i don't have a difficulty with it but it's just that's what it's just what's happening it's it's just that i feel hurt and she might tell you, you know something, I really was afraid. I just didn't know how to tell it to you, and the lawyer just did it. M- many people, remember, there's fight, flight, or freeze. Fight means, right away she'll tell you, we're going ahead with this, just know what it is. Flight, they won't talk to you, which is what she's doing. But sometimes freeze, she'll talk to you, but make as if nothing is happening. Her system was flight, It's run away from the problem. Once it's done, it's all clear. So just for you to understand that that is what some people can feel and what's happening. Um, we're going to go to Mrs. R. Mrs. R, you're on with Mordechai. Yes, hi. Yes. yes. Oh, it's me? Yes, it's you.
6: Okay, hi. Okay, first, I'll try to make it short. First, uh, I have a lot of positives. depends how much time you have. Maybe I should just say a little positive.
0: I would say, I'll ask you to say uh, a couple of them because the program is actually sorry? ending at 9 o'clock today. We're not going to be going to 9.30. Uh, We're going to be going until nine. Sorry,
6: so. I, I, I didn't hear you.
0: The program is going to be going for about another six minutes. Yeah, another just six? We're going to be finishing earlier like than usual. Wide? We're not going to be going okay, until 9.30. Clear. We're going to be going until 9.00. Hello? Hello? Yes. What did you say? The program I will, we are the program will go for one for about six more minutes. we're ending earlier than usual
6: oh okay i see okay so i'll i'll go i should go to my question
0: um no, we always start with a positive you can share a positive or two uh,
6: okay, so I'll try to make it quick just a second okay so first um <laughs> okay thank i'm not okay i'll try i'll try again um okay first one positive is that um uh, my husband is in a certain prof- uh, job that he's doing, yeah. and uh, when a uh, younger man came over to would come over to him, he would to ask him his advice. He would get very upset about it, like it was like self esteem and anxiety. Like, um, wait, can
0: you try that again? Say that. Say that again. Okay, okay. That I'll do like
6: a little you... positive for my husband, and then I'll yeah. get, get to the question. Okay, so he is in a few years in a certain job. Yeah. He does, okay, when a young man would come over to him, like, what do you say? What do you think? If like, if I want to go into that area. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he he would get upset and push off that person, like, leave me alone, because it was the self esteem that if everyone can do it, I'm nothing worse. Like. Yeah. I, I, Okay, and it was the anxiety that he's going to take over my position? Yes. Okay, so it's clear. Okay, so just lately when he started he, uh, hearing the progress, the the line? Yes. Okay, so this Shabbos, I was very impressed and shocked that he told me that someone came over to him and he gave him such support and advice and he told him how good, like, that he see that he has the qualities for it and... I was just very shocked, and he told me that he like that he was hearing your program, and it went into him to be support, like to get support and to
0: yeah, whatever. you always get back when you support others, yes, for the positive.
6: Yeah, so you were saying, like, <laughs> that everyone needs support, and you should try to be that one, and everything together, all the lessons together, like, that I, I was, like it bothered me that it, that he pushed off like <laughs> okay i'm not so calm now cuz the kids are whatever okay okay the the question great. is great
0: thank hello? you to their positive yes
6: okay the question is um okay so how do I, do you deal when you're different in a certain environment like you're a little different um i, I should go into details a little bit. Okay, a little
0: bit. Um, you know what? I'll okay. tell you what. We've got about three minutes to go, so let me try to explain your question and tell me how accurate I am. Your yes. question is if you're a little bit different than someone else, how do you how do you manage? In other words, you're not going to be part of it. You might not be the leader. You're different.
6: You have a, or you question? are now in a different situation than, than the crowd.
0: Yes, if you're in a different situation than the crowd, yes. That is the question. And And I'll tell you something. Since I believe that this is one of the most important questions, or one of the most important Yosotis rules that we need to learn to master, I've made an entire chapter in the book about this exact concept. And the concept is, it's chapter four, unlock your free choice, which is living to live your life versus just following the societal norm, not has Shom HaLochem and hagim. but what I want you to understand and that we have in this program is, and that's also in the chapter number two, which is unlocking, it's really, it's really chapter two, three, and four, because chapter two is about allowing yourself to make mistakes, which yeah. is partially being different. Chapter three is about vitality versus stagnation, which means every Hello? step in life Every step in our life what happens is we are going to be somewhere different than someone else.
6: What that that's how is, do you deal with the pain? Like I'm very easygoing prison, but that's a specific issue. I need some tips like like let's say like I'm in yes, a Yes, I want family. you to
0: recognize you're gonna have it in every step of your life. You're gonna be different. Some people they're, they they got married a little later. Some people, they had a difficulty with having children. Some people have a child that's not on the derrach. Some people have everything well. They have an issue with business. Someone, they have to move out of their area. Someone, just different things happen. They're, they're in business, and then something is completely different. They might have to move to a whole new area. The chapters, which is especially, that's chapter 3, about continue the new beginnings. So I would say chapter 3 is talking about Got to, we've got to learn to master having a new beginning. New beginnings means there will be difficulties. We're going to be in new situations, and we're going to be different than everyone else. You could be a huge die in a huge rub in one area. You're going to be growing 10 years down the line, and then you're going to want to learn a new McTsoya. You're going to be completely new to that area. Same thing in any business. So what we want to be able to learn is being different is a must in life at all times, and we want to be solid and strong. I'd like to thank you all for listening and for calling in, Mert We will have this program again next week.